0: and welcome back into talk off day later but still another episode sorry for the miss in the schedule this week i was a little sick but we are back here it is wednesday we are here we are all here me chris and jake how's everybody doing how was your weekend guys
1: i hit a massive bet over the weekend so i'm doing well i'm proud of you i hit max homa to win the uh farmer's insurance open at Torrey Pine South Course.
2: Look it at you. Uh
1: blanking on the odds, but I threw five bucks down and one hundred.
2: Huge. Let's go. Yeah. And
1: Jake Eagles, man.
2: I know. One step closer. The birds. Absolute Screw domination birds. this week.
1: Screw you, Jake. Yeah, it sucks mind. that it sucks that we're gonna have someone on this show win a win a championship, and I haven't even well, come close to tasting one. We don't know that for for
2: certainty. Uh, I'm scared of Mahomes.
0: I would be. I don't know. I still hate the Eagles because Nick Foles. So fuck you, Jake. Well, you're I man. You see it in a different light. Yeah, I see it in a pissed off light. But yeah, you know, there's not a lot of MLB news going on, but we're still here, two episodes a week. We'll be pumping them out, and today, Chris, it's a little early. We'll probably do end up doing it again, but we're gonna go for our early futures for next season for AL and NL MVP, Cy Young, and Rookie of the Year. That's what we're gonna do today. I had fun digging deep into these into these lists of odds, and I picked uh, you know a couple sleepers, you know, a couple obvious people, and. What about you? Do you have fun looking through this? I I don't know. It's I think it's going to be an interesting season this year, especially with you know some of the, some of the great pitchers we have in our league. I think the Cy Young award is going to be a, a real tough one to decide. I think the
1: AL Cy Young race is something I'm going to keep my eyes on throughout the season because this is the first time we get to see Garrett Cole and DeGrom go off on uh, in the same league. So this is going to be really interesting. And then you throw Otani in that mix. Rodon now in the um, in the American League. The American League is shaping out to have an absolute dog race of a Cy Young um, award. And then you look at the National League, and it's the same thing: Alcantara, Burns, Verlander, Scherzer, Freed, Nola, Strider. Like you, 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 you honestly can't go wrong with any of these picks.
0: But you got to pick somebody. Yeah, you got you got to pick somebody and. That's, that's what we're going to start off with today. And, you know, I think we should start off with probably one that is the hardest to predict and the one that we probably know the least about, and that's Rookie of the Year. Obviously, we're not extremely, extremely, you know, in the deal of prospects, but obviously we have our general knowledge of prospects coming up this year. NL and AL Rookie of the Year. Chris, who do you like for the NL?
1: For the NL, I'm going to go a hometown favorite here. I'm going to go Kodai Senga. I think the guy is going to translate well to the National League. I think he's going to be... I'm not going to say he's going to be a a Cy Young candidate, but we have to remember this is one of the best pitchers that is coming from overseas to the U.S., probably since Tanaka made the jump over to to professional baseball in America. So I'm going to... I'm going to pray and I'm going to hope that Kodai Sanga hits this bet for me and that he comes over and his game translates well. Obviously, that's we'll, we'll know a lot more in a few weeks when pitchers and catchers go down to spring training and we see him uh, start to fit, face Major League hitters for the first time. But I'm going hometown. I'm sticking with the Mets on this one. I'm going Sanga for National League Rookie of the Year.
0: Yeah, I like that pick, and I don't think you can go wrong. A guy with uh... – already so much professional baseball experience in Kodai Senga. Obviously, it's not MLB experience, but we can't deny what they're doing over in Japan, and we can't deny that that's very clearly the step below the MLB. What he was doing over there was just filthy. You got, you see a guy coming over here with the the 96-mile-an-hour fastball that he has and just the the patent Japanese splitter that we've seen so many Japanese pitchers come over and, and pitch so well with while also having a nasty breaking ball. You can't deny that Kodai Senga is not, you can't deny he's going to not going to be one of the best rookies in the league, if not one of the best pitchers in the national league. So I I really, I like that pick.
1: What about you, Zach? Who are you going with on this one?
0: For me, national league, I I really didn't, I didn't want to overthink it. I, I, I wanted to just go simple. And that's Corbin Carroll, the number one overall prospect in the major leagues. This guy's, this guy's been looking forward. They've been looking forward to him in Arizona for the past three, four seasons. They're ready for him to finally come up and be their everyday center fielder. This guy is just just absolutely filthy. He hit at double A. He hit at triple A. He hit at single A. He hit in the majors. He does it all in the field, on the base paths, in the batter's box. The guy is just absolutely incredible. He's a five-tool player. I think he's going to change, you know, change a lot down there in Arizona. We've talked about Arizona. I think they're a very interesting team this year. Corbin Carroll, I think, is the start that they need to climb back into the rankings and say, you know what, we might be a low-level team, but we can develop guys. And I think it all starts with Corbin Carroll. If he comes out there and just has a hell of a season like I expect him to, he'll run away with Rookie of the Year in the NL this year, and and it, it might not even be close.
1: Yeah, it's not a bad pick as well. Moving into the AL, I think I'm going with the odds-on favor here. I think I'm going Gunnar Henderson. There's so much hype around this guy for the Orioles in the O's. Like they they look better every time you look back at them. It's like the culture is definitely changing in Baltimore. You could you could tell it from not only from the talent that they're putting out on the field, but just from the, the the sheer fans that are showing up to the ballpark now. You look back at Baltimore in like 2019. 2018, 2021, like no one was going to those games. And now cut back to mid-season 2022, the place was sold out when they were kind of bidding for a playoff push later
0: on in the season. Yeah, ba- Baltimore fans are kind of those those fans where if, if the team is good, they will go. They will go to their games if their team is good. They are diehard fans if their team is good. Obviously, they have not been that recently, but they will be, and Gunnar Henderson is going to help a shit ton
1: yeah Henderson played through all tiers of the minor league baseball kind of took a took a route around my the minor leagues in 2020 ended up hitting 17 home runs 74 RBIs in 105 games through the O's uh respective minor league affiliates so there's a lot to be promised for this guy for at such a young age coming in at 19 years old in 2020 in a pandemic year and still showing up there's a lot to love about this kid
0: agreed I, I agree with you he 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 is in 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 some words the possible savior for the Orioles and they've been relying on him and Grayson Rodriguez coming up and being all-time rookies for them so we'll see what happens with that me I'm gonna go with a pitcher and I'm gonna go Hunter Brown of the Houston Astros Hunter Brown is someone we've seen already come up last year and be a good piece in that Houston bullpen, 20 innings in that bullpen for 20 innings in the bullpen and the rotation for Houston last year, 0.89 ERA. Obviously it's 20 innings. So we'll go back even farther. 2022 season in AAA, he threw 106 innings with a two five five ERA. The guy is, he absolutely just knows how to pitch and With the way that the Houston Astros have proved that they can develop pitchers, I expect this guy to be an absolute stud, not just next year, but probably for the next 10 years. We've seen what they're able to do in Houston with their players. They're a top three system when it comes to developing their players, and I think that Hunter Brown is going to be no different. He is going to step up this year and become the third or fourth pitcher on a World Series contending Houston team. And... Behind Framber Valdez and Christian Javier and Lance McCullers, there's Hunter Brown, and there's a lot of room this year. I think for him to move up in that rotation, he's at the five spot right now. I just I, I think this guy's going to go nuclear this year. We've already seen it. We've already seen last year how he can pitch at the major league level. This guy just knows how to pitch, and it, it's crazy the way the Astros develop talent. It's insane. It's insane. 106 innings for Hunter Brown in AAA last year. 134 strikeouts. Only forty-five walks. This guy just knows how to pitch. It's it, it's it's crazy what they do in Houston. They just pick these guys up out of nowhere. I mean, like four or five years ago, have you ever heard of Framber Valdez or Christian Javier? No, no. Oh, but they make them household names very fast. They make you know them. I I couldn't pick Framber Valdez out of a lineup for three four years ago, and now he's in contention for Cy Young race every year because he just keeps the ball in the park and he knows how to pitch that's that's Houston coaching that's Houston development they did that to him he was not like that he was not supposed to be the dominant pitcher that he is right now but he gets ground balls and he gets outs and that's all development that's all coaching that's changing your approach on the mound which I'm sure they have been working with him over the offseason over several offseasons and several seasons to get that approach to throw the ground ball and get outs for the Astros that's what Framber Valdez does I expect that to be what Hunter Brown does this year, that's why I'm going to pick him for rookie of the year in the
1: AL. I like it. Moving into the Cy Young race, this one's going to be tight. Zach, the American League, we said a, a, a bunch of dogs at the top of this list. A bunch of dogs everywhere. It's so over hard this, to pick for this list. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my gut here, and I'm gonna go with what I saw for the last god better half of a of a decade. I'm gonna go with Degrom. I'm gonna go with Jacob Degrom to win the Cy Young in the American League. If this guy is healthy, he's the best pitcher on the planet. No if-ands or buts about it. And it's great value, plus six hundred. Like you're talking about a guy who, if if healthy, it's almost a damn lock that this guy wins the Cy Young. And I'm talking even in a in a race where it is packed. It is extremely top heavy with guys like Cole, Cease, Rodon, Otani, Bieber. McClanahan like he tops all those guys
0: easily he does he does in talent and the problem with a lot of these picks and the problem with doing something like this honestly is that you really just don't know about health and that's what a lot of these awards come down to is is not always who was the best this season who played the best while they were on the field it's who played the best and who played the most yeah. You can't go out there and and play half games even though they're so much better than everybody else. You ain't winning anything. It doesn't matter. You got to stay healthy and that that's going to be the problem for DeGrom, but you're right. If if the guy does stay healthy, he's the best pitcher of our generation, best pitcher I've ever seen. So, he 100% should be the odds on favorite to win the Cy Young in the American League. And let's
1: not forget he's pitching in a um
0: a pitcher's park now being out in in Texas. I think there's a lot of upside to liking DeGrom this year, a little change of scenery. We saw the the difficult things with the Mets and the the one-nothing losses that he had to face for years. And I think going to Texas is going to help. I'm I'm just interested interested to see what the workload is going to be in Texas, if they're going to take it easy with him or if they're just going to say, let's go. You got to throw 200 innings. Come on. So it'll be interesting, but I, I do like the pick on DeGrom. Me, I went, I went a little more out there on this one. Uh, I went outside the top five in odds down to about number eight plus 1,500, and that's Luis Castillo of the Seattle Mariners. He's my pick because I expect the Seattle Mariners to be a phenomenal team. I think they're going to compete with Houston for their division, and I think he's going to be the best pitcher on that team by far and one of the best pitchers in baseball. If you just if you look at this guy's track record, he just oh my goodness. I mean, he's never had an ERA above 4 besides his second year in the league. Last year he held down an, a sub 3 ERA. He did as well the year before. Like the guy just knows how to pitch and something connected in Seattle. Something connected in Seattle. He got out of Cincinnati, thank God. He's in Seattle where they can win games, and he has opportunity to pitch in big games, which is something he couldn't say that he had in Cincinnati. That's for damn sure. Yeah, absolutely think So I think this guy is just an absolute dog, and you know my feelings about Seattle's starting rotation. I'm in love with them. So Luis Castillo I think is just going to go nuclear this year. I think Seattle is going to be very good. This guy is high in strikeouts my like, God, he's high in strikeouts, he's high in innings, he's, just, he's low in ERA, this guy knows how to pitch, he's got that commanding fastball along with the breaking ball, there's nothing you can do against it, and he just has that swagger on the mound that I want out of a Cy Young, I would love this guy to be on my team, yeah, absolutely love it, he has that swagger and that pissed off mentality on the mound that you need to pitch in this league.
1: Yeah, and he's going to need to step up big time if the Mariners want to compete in that AL West. Yeah, that's it not an easy division
0: and it's only getting better.
1: It's only getting better. Rangers are probably a move or two away from them
0: being serious contenders in that division. Exactly. The Rangers are creeping up on them. They gotta they gotta either but they made moves this offseason, so we'll see how those moves pan out. They got rid of some fat, they gained some good hitters like Colton Wong. We'll see where the Mariners are, but I think Luis Castillo is going to be a huge part of this rotation. And if he is not a dominant pitcher, they are going to struggle because we've seen Robbie Ray struggle. And they got two guys coming off great rookie seasons, only second year in the MLB. So we'll see.
1: Moving into the National League now. This race is a little more wide open, in my opinion. But man, is it the, the top of this list is good? Alcantara, Burns, Verlander, Scherzer, Freed, Nola, Strider. Uh, this one's tough for me, Zach. Like, like in dude, years past, I, I would probably take either Verlander or Scherzer, but you know, both of them creeping up on forty, that kind of scares me. And the value for somebody of that age really isn't there. You got to like the value at plus 600 for Alcantara, but you know who I really like? Spencer Strider at plus 1500. I think that's who I'm going with my Cy Young pick. All right. Tell me about it. What makes you like Strider? I mean, Strider's just electric on the mound. He throws gas. Dude is consistently sitting at 97 plus. The guy in his... Rookies in his rookie year, we saw a very small sample size. And the one thing that always stood out to me about this guy is even though he threw two innings in 2021, he was out there absolutely throwing his arm out. And that just fires me up. Comes back in 2022, 11 and 5, with a 2.67 ERA over 130 innings. This guy come, came in second place in the rookie of the year voting, in my opinion probably could have won it with a few more quality starts. But he started 31 games last year. This guy's only going to get better next year. I think there's and, and and with a, with a division that as is as competitive as the NL East and with a team as good as Atlanta, I think this guy is going to be fired up to throw probably as good as he ever has in his life. The, the Braves the Braves need him to step up big time. If they're going to be competitive in this division. And I, I, I have no problem taking the 24-year-old to be my Cy Young pick this year.
0: Yeah, the the Braves are going to need Strider to step up, and they're going to need him to be that number two, number three in their rotation this year. And, and I hope he does make that step. We saw this guy last year just come out of the gate and take the league by storm on the mound. The guy on the mound just looked like he belonged there. he's Oh, my God, I can't talk. He... Looked like he'd been doing it for years. It was great. You see a guy like that go out there. It's kind of like what I talked about with Luis Castillo, just that swagger. He just looks like he he commands that mound, and he commands the field. Everyone is looking at him when he's on the mound. And let me tell you something. What a mustache.
1: Yeah, what a mustache. What 13, a mustache. 13.8K per nine, too. So the guys, the guy's putting people on their asses fast.
0: Yeah, the guy's putting people on their asses and... And rocking a fucking damn good stash at the same time. He's rocking a damn good stash. And he just throws absolute heat. And it's because those giant tree trunk legs that he has, his quads could squish me like a fucking pumpkin. I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. But (laughs) holy shit. That guy hits the
1: gym. So I'm going with Strider for my Cy Young pick here. And it's 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 definitely out there. I mean, I'm not taking a favorite here, but man, I like that value plus fifteen hundred. How can you not of a guy who's shown so much
0: in such a short amount of time? I like it. Unfortunately, I picked someone else, and it happens to be another Braves pitcher, Max Fried. Ooh. Max Fried was my pick this year, and The guy last year, you could have argued, should have won it. If Sandy Alcantara doesn't have that crazy year that he had, obviously, this guy should have won it last year. 14-7, 2-4-8 ERA, 185 innings pitched. He struck out 170 guys. He walked 32. His FIP was 2.7. So the ERA favors a little bit more than the FIP. But the guy was an absolute... Dodd. And playing in a tough division that he plays in against the Mets and against the Phillies week in and week out, coming out of that with a sub 2-5 ERA is very impressive. It is very impressive. The guy finished second in Cy Young voting last year, and I expect him to go out there and be dominant again this year. Coming from the left side, he hides the ball so well. He hides the ball. It. it obviously, it's good, not man. as –
1: he he it's fucking torches the Mets every time we play him.
0: Yeah. And and the way he throws as a lefty, it's maybe not as deceptive as as like we'll say like a like a Chris Sale back in the day when he would reach the ball all the way down and you would not see that thing until it was on top of you. You know, it's yeah. maybe not be as exaggerated as that, but he hides the ball out of that left hand and he, he he that breaking ball that he has coming off the left side is just absolutely disgusting. The guy is an absolute st- dud last year 5.3 strikeout to walk ratio that was the best of his career by far by almost two so I think he's hitting the stride at the right time he's he was a finalist for Cy Young in the shortened 2020 season as well he's just going to keep going he's going to keep hitting his stride and he's pitching for a great Braves team whose schedule has now opened up and they have to play the Mets and the Phillies even less this year so I really like Max Freed this year. I think he's going to dominate the NL East and the entire NL, the whole league. And I think we're looking at probably the le- best lefty pitcher in our game right now.
1: Yeah, without a doubt, the best lefty in our – or that or McClanahan.
0: It's between him, McClanahan, and Rodon right now for the best lefty in the game, and, and I really like Freed.
1: That's a tough one. I probably would – I probably would go freed as well, but McClanahan's a close second for me. McClanahan, Rodon, Rod- Rod- it's Rod- like, yeah,
0: it's it, it's just these are three dominant lefty pitchers, and I think having a a dominant lefty is something that teams kind of forget about. We've seen a lot of, a lot of dominant right handed pitchers who come out and throw in a hundred. We haven't really seen you know these lefties. Gotta step it up a little bit. I, I've always said I think having a lefty ace is the best way to go. I think having the, the I think your ace should be a lefty pitcher. I just think the ball is so much more deceptive coming out of the left side. It looks different from the right side, and lefties are usually, harder, slightly, to they're they're usually harder to find. They're usually slight they're and slightly they're harder to figure out, and they're they're usually a little more crafty than righties, and that's what I like out of a pitcher. And they're weird. So Don't I not forget that. Lefties are weird. They're definitely weird. They're definitely weird, but I like Max Freed this year. I like the Braves this year. And this team is going to be very, very scary if he's playing up to Cy Young, content, Cy Young standards, which I think he will be. Let's along with Spencer Strider.
1: The, let's keep it in the NL for MVP. This race is interesting. This race, this race gets really interesting. Zach, we were talking about a certain player who who catches my eye on this list, and he's also an Atlanta Brave. I don't think I'm going with him as my pick, but Austin Riley at plus plus fourteen hundred, like that's that's he's my value. he's my he's my pick. So, all right, so why don't you take this one?
0: All right, I'll go first. Then he's yep all, my pick for NL MVP this year is Austin Riley. The guy has been in talks with for MVP the last two seasons. He's a very young player. He's a great. Third baseman. He's a great glove. And the guy mashes the baseball. He mashes the baseball. And I think the biggest thing for me, Chris, for picking him for MVP is the last two seasons, the last two seasons, his full seasons, 160 games in 2021, 159 in 2022. The guy is not injury prone yet. We don't know, obviously, farther down the line what's going to happen. but. He's a young guy. His body is very healthy. This is a guy who had 38 pumps last year, 93 RBIs, and still put up a 273 batting average, three fifty on base, five thirty slugging. This guy's incredible. He's an absolutely incredible hitter. I expect him to keep doing it. And again, Chris, he's on a very good team. He's quite possibly the best hitter on his team, and he has just been breaking through the scene the last two years and i think it's going to be time this year for people to get out of his way and stop disrespecting him as one of the best players in the league this now this guy has come into the league by storm he wants to win mvp and i think he can do it with how healthy his body is how he's not very injury prone and just the way he plays the game he can field he can hit he can run a little bit if you need him to Obviously, he's not a speedster, but the guy does it all.
1: I This, this, this pick is tough for me, but I'm going to go with my gut on this, and I'm going to say Manny Machado finally goes out and gets an MVP. He's playing contract year this year. He's hitting the open market, and I think the man is going to bet on himself. I think he's going to go out there and play a hell of a fucking year. I think he's going to win an MVP. And there's I no better time. There's no There's no better time for San Diego. This is literally, this is honestly, if you really think about it, San Diego has some big decisions to make at the end of this offseason. They're not going to be able to keep everybody. They got Soto coming up on free agency soon, they got Machado right there next year. Darvish is leaving probably in free agency. There's a lot going on here.
0: So the I window think it's closing.
1: The window is definitely closing, so I think everyone in San Diego feels the urgency right now to win and win fast, because time's ticking. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Machado. The guy's definitely. I mean, look, he's he's he he knows he's playing for money for next year, and he knows yeah, he can play. I, he can play himself into a three hundred fifty million dollar contract with one good season. We exactly, saw what Judge yes. did.
0: That's that that's the that's the absolute perfect point to make is that he's playing for a contract for the for the rest of his career, honestly. Yeah. He's obviously on the closer to the bat he's on the back end of his career, the back half of his career. He wants that contract for the rest of his career and then he wants to retire after. So he is playing to get that six to eight year deal that he needs to make get to retirement.
1: I think he could he's even going to get a to, longer one. I think he could even get a ten year deal, to be honest with
0: you. It's possible. It's definitely possible. With what he's done in the field, he's never slowed down. We've never seen him slow down in the field since ba- no. since early Baltimore days. He was great, and he still is great. He still is one of the best third basements in the league. So this I'm going. When,
1: I'm going Manny Machado, dude. I, it, plus twelve hundred. Like, give me that value every fucking day.
0: Even if you look at last year, last year the, the guy was an MVP favorite for a good majority of the year until he went down with that you know, two- or three-week injury, he was still one of the uh, favorites to win the MVP. And this is what we're talking about as a non-contract year. This guy is going to go through a contract year this year. This is when this is you the, want to this play is your the absolute fourth. best.
1: This is the fourth time Manny – Manny finished second in MVP voting last year. This is the fourth time he's finished top five and has never won one. And I never think won. this is the – this is the year he gets one.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of the things that stopped people earlier from voting for him when, you know, Baltimore days was because they were just so not great. They were so-so. So people, you know, looked at it as an MVP on a shitty team. Like, screw you. I think he's got at a uh, screwed out a lot of MVPs. Not maybe not a lot, but he should definitely be a guy that has one.
1: He should definitely he have
0: – in my opinion, he, sh- he should
1: definitely have one, and you can argue maybe – you can i mean you you can argue the 2020 covid year is you know he, he could maybe have an mvp there but i don't really think anyone would hold any weight to that mvp if he won it that's the only yeah. issue with that yeah i mean trevor I'd bauer see. won a cy
0: young and people kind of
1: forgot about that already exactly
0: yeah i think machado is a good pick he's a very 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 interesting player because it is a contract year this year Let's
1: move on to the American League and wrap this segment up here. The American League is once again a dog race, and there's there there might be some uh, some new hype around second year player J Rod Zach. I'm I'm curious to hear what you think his production is going to look like. I mean, plus eight hundred, it's, it's it's not the greatest value in the world for a guy
0: who's only in the second year of his career yeah I, I'm with you I think I think the odds are low for for a guy in in the second year of his career you really just don't know what's gonna happen but this is a guy who is a a possible 30 30 guy every right season. I mean sure so do,
1: do I think he's gonna be a candidate for MVP Yeah. do I like it enough at plus 800 to put my money where my mouth is on that probably not
0: oh yeah the, the money is is a different story do I think plus yeah. 800 is probably good enough odds to bet on him no. Do I think he's good enough to go out there and win an MVP? Absolutely. He absolutely could. You know who I really think is is
1: it's it's unbelievable to me. And I'm not we we had this discussion before. It's it's crazy how good Otani is. We we all know this. It's plus two hundred. Plus two hundred.
0: Yeah. That's ridiculous. It's foolish. It's foolish that. I just think it's it, it's the classic complex that honestly we can have a, a long discussion about the classic complex the same as it is in the NBA. Does LeBron James deserve it every year? Or you know it, it's the same thing. It's the same thing that we're talking about. Does Otani deserve it every year? Because obviously he's the best player in baseball. He's obviously the most valuable because he can pitch and hit. That's not the fucking point. All right. I'm so sick of the fucking give it to Otani every year because he pitches and hits. He's obviously the most valuable player in baseball. Fuck off, all right? It just doesn't happen that way. That's not how the world works. We're not going to give it to Otani every year because he just pitches and hits.
2: There are going to be pitchers with better stats
0: than him. There are going to be hitters with better stats than him. If he would like to win MVP and focus on one of them, he is absolutely his choice to do that probably not. It's probably the Angels' choice. But
1: anyway, I mean, at the end of the day, too, it's like MVP is supposed to go to a player who helps their team significantly throughout the season. And I guess you could make the argument that Otani significantly helps the Angels. But does he? What, though, to what extent does he help the
0: Angels? Before Otani, they were a seventy-win team. They have Otani. They are now a seventy-two-win team. It, it it is not that big of a difference, honestly. Obviously, right. I mean, Otani. Listen, Otani
1: can, can do. I mean, I'm not saying Otani's the best baseball player. Yeah, probably we're not trying to. We're not trying to downplay Otani. But at, at what point can you can you really say he's valuable to your team? When the guy is hitting, in the, in the in the and at the end of the day, the, the foundation of this fucking argument is just how bad the Angels suck. You can have Otani hit forty home runs, hundred RBIs, and pitch to a three three ERA for you every day, and you'll still be seventy five wins.
0: Exactly, and I think that's the that that's people's gonna be people's problems when it comes to Otani, at least next year while he still is playing for the Angels, but. As he moves on, we'll see. If he moves on to a different team, a more competitive team, then we'll see how voting goes. If they just give it to him every year because he's the best player in the game on a good team that contends, we'll right, see.
1: Let's, let, let, let's 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 give Otani and the Angels a break here for a second.
0: Who who are you taking, Zach? For me, uh, when I look at at value and just when I look at this season. I like Corey Seager at plus twenty two hundred. I think Corey Seager had a very good year last year. Made the All Star Game, Home Run Derby, all that jazz. This is a guy with with awkward pop in his bat, and I say awkward because he doesn't he doesn't come across as a pure power hitter. He doesn't because he's got you know he's a skinny skinny shortstop, honestly. But the guy can hit home runs. He can hit doubles. He can hit for average and that's what I want to talk about Chris because I think this is what puts him above everyone in for MVP this year is the banning of the shift and obviously we've yeah. talked a lot about it and when we talk about it mostly every time I bring up Corey Seager because he has been the most shifted player on in baseball and he has had the most hits taken away from him in baseball over the last three seasons because of the shift I think banning of the shift is going to allow this guy to boost that average Because last year it was 245. That's no good. That's going to go up to probably closer to 270, 275. And this is a guy we've seen who's been able to hit for a good average before 272, 306, 295. This is a guy who has hit for average before. You I shift, just, hurt
1: something him. I just that's just weird that weirds me out about Corey Seager. I don't know. There what... is
0: not one thing in this world that weirds me out about Corey Seager personally. I think he's just a, he's a great glove. He's going to be really good in the field with Marcus Semien up the middle, obviously. And then when it comes to hitting, the guy can hit home runs, he can hit doubles, and I think this year he is going to hit from way more average because the shift will be banned. You're going to see a lot of pull a, He's going to pull the ball nonstop down the right field line. I'm assuming a lot of homers to right field and just a lot of a lot of singles and doubles down the right field line, which I think is going to be perfect for him. He can utilize his speed a little bit more, and it's overall going to be perfect for the Rangers. I think it's great, great, great value on a on a tough MVP list because the AL is really based on you know. Will they vote for Otani or will Judge hit another 60 home runs? So right. I think the AL yeah. is really up for grabs right now. And I think Corey Seager on a Rangers team that is on the come up and trying to compete is really going to take that extra step this year and cement himself as the MVP for the 2023 season.
1: I am going to be going with Jose Ramirez at plus 1600. I think this is I'm going again with a guy who probably you could make the argument could have one or two MVPs in his time. And I think I think he finally gets his next year. I mean, you look at the season his his 2022 season was wildly wildly slept on just because he had crazy dogs at the top of the American League Cy Young. Excuse me, American League MVP race. You're talking about a guy who's 168 hits, 29 home runs, 280 batting average, 126 RBIs, 20 stolen bases. Like, this is a guy who can pretty much do everything, and he's a plus fielder. Gets on base at an unbelievably high clip for somebody who hits pretty much in the middle. Does he hit? He hits in the three hole, right? I believe They're, so. I yeah. So somebody who they look to have power, look to have a little pop, and who can also get on base as if he was a leadoff hitter. I think this is finally the year Jose Ramirez gets an MVP.
0: I hope so, honestly. I feel bad for him sometimes. I think he gets just so overlooked.
1: He gets so overlooked because there's just so much talent in the top in the top half of the American League. He gets he gets we- lost in translation with Judge Otani, Vladdy.
0: Trout. Like you, you can guarantee the first three, four months of the season that Jose Ramirez will have a, the like one of the top three of odds for MVP. Yeah, he's gonna be there. He is every single year, every year. So I, I, he's gonna be there again on a very good Guardians team who sets the table perfectly for him. Well, that's where the always... 126 RBIs came from exactly. It's not always about you sometimes it is about your team and what your team can produce for you to produce and i think that the cleveland guardians are great at setting up guys on base for jose ramirez to hit them home
1: yeah and i know we'll be doing a little bit of talking about the guardians come friday show when we discuss futures for division winners zach and overall league winners
0: yeah we will because they're they're in as we've talked about a tough AL Central that's really up for grabs between them, the Twins and the White Sox. So that's going to be Friday's episode. I'm really excited to get into that.
1: All right, should we move into our uh, into our bracket segment today? The Capital B bracket. Let's do it. Let's do it. So today, can you actually can you uh, send me the bracket? Oh yeah, sorry. So today we're doing the top eight beers in the United States according to uh, some website that I found. I don't know what website it is. It's the National the alcoholics. National the, the Beer com. Association. The, M- the NBA, the National yes, Beer Association. Right, yeah. So... Let me let me run up and down the list here. The 1 seed bud light. That doesn't shock me. 2 Coors light. 3 Miller light. 4 Budweiser. 5 Michelob Ultra. 6 Corona. 7 Modelo and 8 Natural Light. Let's 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 start in the bottom half of this bracket. Let's go 3 seed Miller light against 6 Corona. Now this this depends. I think there is a tough one, actually. I think this is I think we can have a good talk about this. All right. So first of all, Miller out of a can is dog shit. Can we can
0: we can we all agree on that? No, I can't. You really? I don't think Miller out of a can is dog shit. I think Corona out of a can is dog shit.
1: I think Corona out of a can. I think Corona I'm not a big fan of Miller out of the can,
0: and I'm only really a big fan of Miller if it's out of the draft. See, I'm only a fan of Corona if it's out of a bottle. I'll drink Miller at any time. Right. Also, also Corona. I feel like I, I, Corona. I would say Corona during the summer, and I would probably say Miller over the winter.
1: Right. But let me put it. Let me phrase it this way: A Corona hits infinitely harder in the summer than a Miller would ever hit at any part of the year.
2: You convinced me to go on Corona.
0: I guess, yeah. I guess you could say Corona's peak is a lot higher than Miller's, but Miller's 100%. floor is is higher than Corona's floor.
1: Right. I mean, it's Corona has this really short window where it's like really sought after during the year, and like Miller's just always kind of there.
0: Yeah. I, all right. Fine. We can go with Corona. I'm I'm okay with that. All right. Corona, the
1: sixth seed moves on. Let's move on to two cores against seven Modello.
2: The mountains are blue. Is one of the coming. best beers out there. When the mountains are blue.
0: Okay. 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 Are we going Colorado? Colorado Kool Aid on this one? Can I just say, if the mountains were blue on any other beer, you wouldn't give a shit about Coors Light.
2: Right, or, Jake, the technology or if it was,
0: <laughs> or if it was brewed in like Alaska instead of Colorado, you wouldn't give a shit about Coors Light. Probably not. No, but I don't like I arguing with your name.
1: Jake, have you ever been to the uh, the convenience store that's like right across from the Coors uh, brewery, where it's like the freshest mm-hmm. Coors in the country?
2: No, that sounds like a, a nice day trip. I need to take though.
1: Yeah, please, please do at some point. I might right, fucking come out. Does, does, does nobody nobody yeah, agree I, I'm, I'm that going sometimes tastes like bananas?
0: <sighs> see, I, I never really understood that. If it's warm, Dude, I'm... I, I could see that.
2: I'm yeah, telling warm.
0: you. Coors Light out of a can. I don't know why it tastes like bananas. Coors, coors Light out of a bottle is like, honestly, it's like one of the best tasting beers out there. All right. Coors can move on, but I just want my name stricken from the vote. I voted for Modelo.
1: I also don't think for the record, because we haven't talked about Modelo. I think Modelo is a really good beer. I agree. I think Modelo is a really good beer. I just so happen to like Coors better.
0: It's okay. I understand. I'm getting outvoted. All
1: right. Coors so we need four on.
0: people.
1: No, B, we don't need four people because then there's, yes. there could always be a tie. That's true. Math. It's really simple. I just need someone else on my side, man. Bud, but we're going Bud Heavy against Michelob Ultra. If anyone he- here votes for Bud Heavy, I'm quitting this podcast.
2: I'm voting for Lobes. I kind of want to vote for be. Bud
0: Heavy now. I'm voting for Lobes. <laughs> nah, I'm voting for Michelob Ultra too.
1: Because there's just there's no beer that's better on the golf course, like. The only time I consider myself drinking a Bud Heavy is like, I don't know.
0: Stop calling it Bud Heavy. It's not Well, what the fuck else am I supposed to call it? Call it fucking Budweiser. It's the name. No, I don't want to call it Budweiser. It's not heavy. It's just Budweiser, and then there's Bud Light. It's not heavy. It's just normal. Oh, it's fucking heavy, buddy. It's normal. Oh, it's heavy. So light to you is normal. Bud Light? We're not talking about Bud Light. We're talking about Budweiser. Yeah, which is the step above Bud Light. They don't have a Bud Heavy. What do you think? About
1: Bud? Budweiser to Bud Light is Bud Heavy. They have the light version, and they got the red with the fucking horses on it, Zach. Guess what it is? Heavy. Okay, does Natty Light, the eighth seed against the one seed Bud Light.
0: Give me a fucking Natty any day of the week. Oh, Wow. I'm I might kidding. have said the same Guys, thing. Guys, I'm oh. kidding. Guys, I'm it, kidding. I, I, oh, come on. In high school, I would have said that 100%. Yes. 16-year-old me probably would have said Natty yeah. Light. Well, well, 16-year-old me, Natty Light was like regular. Bud Light was like, holy shit, you're really going crazy this weekend. Really broke spent the extra $2. <laughs> break the bank. extra $2. Break the bank. <laughs> it's like that's the premium shit. All right, the
1: 6-seed Corona against the 2-seed Light. Now it's
0: now it's going to get tough. This is easier for me than Corona against Miller. Okay, are you going to This one I'm going are with gonna Corona. You going to gatekeeper. Okay. I like I Miller over Corona, but I like Corona over Coors. A Corona with a lime, like I think I, that, think I would that,
1: pick a Corona over a lime than just a Coors. That's the issue.
2: Yeah, me too.
1: All right, Put Corona is gonna. The, corona. P- the six seed is gonna is gonna move on. Michelob Ultra against Bud Light. Here's the issue: is I drink so much Bud Light because it's just always
0: around. Same. That's why I think our I think that's why our our kind opinions of skewed. are skewed. Yeah. Yeah. But. Can't deny a Mic Ultra.
1: No, I, I think still, I, I still think it's Bud Light, though. I think if we're talking about the better beer, like overall, in the summer, in the, not even in the summer, like anytime around. Like I, I don't know. I just think Mic Ultras are better.
2: I've got a good reason. Fuck the skinny cans. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That, that is also true. The skinny you cans. You can't flip do, the
1: skinny cans. They look they look a little they look too like too much like seltzers yeah
0: that's a great point Jake.
1: beer should be in like that regular can like their beer should have its own can seltzer should have its own skinny can like let's not let's not uh let's not confuse the two agreed so are we going bud light on here i'm i'm i think my vote is probably going to be bud light but i think like Michelob doesn't get enough credit
0: it's bud light it's bud
1: light all right we're gonna go bud light so the final is the one-seed Bud Light against the six-seed Corona.
0: I would like to have an open conversation about this. All right, well, let's, let's talk about it. Just, just hear me out, right? I'm all ears. So again, again, we got a tough one because I still am going to go that Corona's peak is better than a Bud Light peak. But I could drink a Bud Light any minute of any day like any time it would okay, so matter it would taste I'll po- good all right i want
1: to pose it this way so like there's 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 so many factors that go into it here right like corona like if, if we're talking about you're drinking on a beach right and you have a corona bottle and a bud light bottle there's nine out of ten people are going to pick the corona right
0: i would agree i would but let's
1: say corona. you're at let's say you're at a baseball game in the summer right are you taking the tall boy Bud Light or the tall boy Corona? The Bud Light? I'm taking the Bud Light too. Are you at a bar? You're at a bar at night in the winter. And it's no See, draft. That, it's no draft. It We're talking bottles. Are you taking Corona? Or are you taking Bud Light?
0: I don't know. It kind of depends. I don't on know what either. Feels. I actually don't know what, what I'm taking. Cuz you can't like I keep saying, you can't go wrong. With a Bud Light, like it just not, it's just not—it's never wrong. Never do you it's, have a Bud Light. It's and you're the
1: like, com- the Bud Light is the common denominator. It's but you know exactly what you're going to get.
0: Yeah, but sometimes you get a Corona and you're like, nah, not really hitting the spot. But sometimes you have a Bud Light and you're like, oh, it's just a Bud Light. Sometimes you have a Corona and you're like, holy fucking shit, it's the greatest thing I've ever drank.
1: We're really about to chalk this bracket. I think. Oh no, no, we have two upsets. Ugh. No, we have two upsets. Mick Ultra I'm Five going. beating the Four seed.
2: i, with I interesting. I I think a lime in a cold, ice cold Corona on the beach, a little bit of sand in every sip. Oh
0: Just no! Don't put the sad. sand in the sip. That makes it so much better. Fuck.
1: I actually. <sighs>
0: Fuck. I don't know. I don't know. Is that,
1: what, what would you say? Like the the different factors you have to rate like rank it on like i think like 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 year round year roundness i i don't know what to call it of, of the beer like it how how much can i like how often can i be drinking this beer for yeah, me I'm like the, the window is much wider on a bud light than a corona but the enjoyability is much higher on a corona than it is a bud
0: light uh, I'm. Go- I- I've just decided. I'm going Bud Light just because the consistency. It's t- it's too. They're too good of a player. They're a lunch pail guy. Fuck. The deciding pick does. Ah.
1: This is so hard. I think I have to go Corona. I think I have to go Ugh. Corona because I think I, everyone's against I, me. I think I think I have to go Corona just because it's just so unique. It's not. It's not. It hits different okay you guys are so different compared to a bud light like if I I'm not saying I'm gonna have a corona like every day but on the off chance that I do have a corona on the beach there's n- literally no better feeling in the world
0: somebody's been sipping the haterade. It
2: was a close close fall battle but I think we made the right
0: choice I don't know if we did no I think we did are you sure? Because we didn't pick Bud Light.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure we picked the right beer.
0: All right, fine. fine Should we you get right.
1: into some picks,
0: Zach? Sure, why not?
1: Powered by Riverside. we have the right music this week that that, that's
0: the perk of having producer jake back
1: yeah welcome back jake i'll get us started off here i am sticking with big east hoops i'm sticking with providence friars i'm going providence plus two and a half against xavier tomorrow night in cincinnati this game is for the top spot in the big east bryce hopkins and the dogs are gonna be looking to get a win Tomorrow night in Cincinnati, and I'm I'm rolling with the Friars, man.
0: Plus two and a half. Uh, I um, really hope they lose. Not gonna lie you to take, you. You take that back. No, I won't take it back. You'll and be mad. You know what? When my, you know you'll what? Be mad just, on because my that, future just because is. of that. Just because of that. I had a different pick. Now I'm changing it. My absolute favorite, favorite, absolute favorite pick this week is Xavier minus two and a half because Providence is a sack of shit basketball team. They're a a bad team from a bad school. Providence is dumb. I'm going to make you eat those words. I'm going to absolutely love Xavier. X is up this fucking week. Let's go. Save your minus two and a half. Easiest money I've How ever made in How the hell can made. an X be up? Easiest, How the
1: fuck can an, an X be up. Money, can an be
0: up? Put it over your head. Put it over your head and it's up. And it's up. Put I it over your it head.
1: every which direction it looks the fucking same. Put an X. X.
0: Put an X and put it up above your head with your hands like a fucking normal person. Come on. Use your brain. You
1: use Save your yours. your minus two you and a half. Easy.
0: Easy money. Easy money.
1: Go Friars.
0: Hope your coach loses more hair. That was too far. I'm sorry.
2: All right. Well, All right. I'm going to stick with hockey. Um, I'm not going to touch that Providence game just because. You should. There's a lot of emotion. Yeah, if I bet on Providence, they're probably going to lose. So, um, taking. Broads. Yeah, please. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm going to stick with hockey. I'm going to go Bruins. Uh, they're playing the Maple Leafs. I actually love the Maple Leafs, but I've been so cold. So I'm going man in the suit. Shout out Dave Fortnoy. We're going with that Bruins. Um, money line. They're minus 120
0: and they're just going to win. Jake, how are you so smart? How do you know this stuff? What do I know? I mean, you know that they're going to win.
2: Well, see, I like the Maple Leafs, actually.
0: NHL rigged.
1: Do you know this? Jake has the the script. Jake, Jake, you got the script? Jake has the script.
2: Pass that shit. Got you.
1: Thank you. Zach, fire, fire round question. Who hits more home runs? Or who hits the first home run of 2023? Jock Peterson, Aaron Judge, or Austin Riley? Uh,
0: I have no idea. I need to look at the game schedule. I'm just saying who hits a home run first. Well, it it depends on the game schedule. All right, you made this. You you made that. You you somehow took a fun question and made it. Austin Riley. It's Austin Riley. How am I supposed to know that without looking at the game schedule? Someone could play at 10 p.m., someone could play at 1
1: Oh, also, should we announce the the uh, – we're, we're doing a bet. Oh, yes, yes, k- yes. Kind of a bet. N- not really. Well, kind of, right? <laughs>
2: yeah. it's, yes, it, it, it is a yeah, bet. Yeah, it's a bet. I would consider it a bet.
0: Yes, we will be all picking cl- – when it gets closer to the MLB season, we will all be picking winners of – what are we doing, every Sunday night baseball game?
1: Yeah, for right now, ESPN has announced nine games for Sunday night baseball. So we're just going to pick those nine. If one of them happens to get flexed out, we'll we'll figure out a way to resolve that. Or Because they, they don't have every Sunday night game listed right now. Of course. Uh, like the, the, There's a few games in May and June that they don't have listed out. And then obviously September. So we're picking the... The nine that are announced now. And I kinda like that it's not all like we have to tune in every Sunday. It's like it's sporadically
0: throughout the season we have a game that matters for us. It's fair. And we will come up with a bet slash punishment for the loser. Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a loser
1: and we're going in blindly to these games. So we're gonna be picking them. We should I honestly think we should pick we should pick them the show before opening day.
0: Yeah, I think that's which fair. would
1: which would be March 20- March 28th, which would be the Tuesday show. So on Tuesday, we'll have our picks for the Sunday Night Baseball, the first nine games. So this so this in the last game is the Little League Classic on August 20th. So we'll have Perfect. a loser come the end of August 20th. Sounds good to me. All right, should we get with the roulette spin and then uh, send everyone off
0: to have a good rest of the week? Let's do it. The random number today was four, so I have taken upon myself to get the roulette up. So we got $3 on four. Let's spin. Here we go. We're spinning. Okay, we're spinning. spinning. We're still spinning. Zero. Oh, it's always so close. I hate this. Well, I hope if it makes you guys feel any better, four is not right next to zero. Okay. All right. I was going to say. So, make you feel better. Yeah. So, at least we
2: got 15
1: episodes down. No money won. So, good job, guys. All right. All right, everybody. Well, that uh, that ends our show today for this Tuesday, the thirty first. Happy February. Tomorrow,
0: best month, shortest month, shortest easiest month. one to get
1: through. Yeah, shortest month. All right, everybody. As always, see you on Friday, and you're one day closer to opening day. Exactly. See you guys. Love you guys.